man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that rarely ever occurs. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. It will be a big... Per- no, I really mean it. it, it, make, it it's a gigantic issue. Jiminy. You having a good time, Joe? <laughs> wow. Wow. This is just unfortunate. I saw some journalist saying, when Joe Biden starts talking, I get the same feeling I have when my daughter's driving or something like that. It's like, oh, where's this going? piano recital. <laughs> you know, it's going to go sideways. You just don't know when. <laughs> Nothing that happened in the debate worth note uh, other than... Um, Young Pete stayed strong, man. Yeah, well, nobody nobody challenged him, so... So it'll uh, things will stay the same. I don't get it. He was he's up by ten in Iowa and New Hampshire, and nobody tried to bring him down. So there you go. The Wapo. Well, I don't want to talk about it. No, I don't want to talk about it either. You know what I want to talk about? I blew my nose kind of hard the other day, and now my ear. And air hurt. came. Did air come out your eyeball? No, no. Is that what? happened. To, that happened to Sam, my son. What? Yeah. Huh? Well, my his cousins. His cousins, both girls. They said this happens to them regularly, and we just wondered if it's a family trait. Like, he blows his nose really hard, yeah. and sometimes you he, he feel air and can hear it leaking out your eyes. I don't think that's supposed to happen. That's uh, it's just a little, sorry, my eyes are a little windy today. That's, that's, that's troubling. I, 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 <laughs> I boof. Have you consulted a, a physician or the internet? Oh, and then we played the uh, YouTube video of Eric Tootwell on uh, MSNBC the other day. Oh, yes. And my kids, of course, just thought that was the greatest thing that had ever happened in the history of things. That was some good radio entertainment. <laughs> You're nine. Actually, we got this note from a dad. Um, can I use his name? Yeah, why not? His name is Zebediah. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. He said, listen, uh, hilarious. Played for my nine-year-old daughter, her giggling the whole time. However, we just noticed a distinct lack of euphemism regarding the said event. May I suggest these additions to your descriptive vocabulary? Eric Swalwell let Fluffy off the leash. <laughs> uh, and, and and the nine-year-old suggested floated an air biscuit. There you go. So, um, so here's my uh, philosophical uh, quandary that I've been in now for a couple of weeks, uh, taking in media. And I, I just, I, I may have turned, or I may turn soon. So my philosophy has been, uh, when it comes to following politics and all that sort of stuff, is to try to be... Best you can, recognizing the fact that everybody has biases and we're all blind to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always wanted to, best I can, try to figure out what's true and what's not, whether it's good for my side or, or bad for my side or whatever. My side is America, by the way. All right. <laughs> um, and I've always done that, but I, I see fewer and fewer people are doing that. More and more people get rich often not doing that. More and more people get elected, often not doing that. <clears throat> My side's always right. The other side's always wrong. I completely ignore... I'm, I'm intellectually dishonest with information that's given me. Yeah, you're litigating, not truly analyzing. With the argument being, really, that... Especially when you're talking about presidential politics. In fact, absolutely when you're talking about presidential politics, because it really is... A binary choice. You're either going to go this direction or you're going to go this direction. Uh, no matter how loathsome you find the character that's on, you know, closest to your side, mm-hmm. that is better for your life 
and the direction of America in your mind and for your kids' future. Right. So why <laughs> would you not engage in boosting your side, ignoring things that work against you, lying about things that hurt you, to help your side win? What's the argument for that? For, for doing it the way we've done it, the way a lot of people have done it? I'm starting to think that maybe, you know, uh, Charles Krautheimer wrote a book about, uh, kind of about that, even though he was an honest broker, but basically the ugliness of politics, his point was, but this is how it gets done. Mm-hmm. This is the Do way it is. you want the judges and the laws, you have to get down there in the muck. Or you want, you want, um, you want Obamacare passed, you got to make this horrifying deal with this senator in Nebraska that is just a bribe to get one more vote to get it across. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way it works. Yeah. And you either do it or you don't do it. And I'm just starting to wonder, what's the argument for being intellectually honest? You get to walk around uh, and be a princess, <laughs> but I'm honest all the time. While <laughs> look at me. And look at me being honest. <clears throat> I'm admirable. <laughs> Is right. it admirable, ultimately? All right, I love this topic. Uh, especially because I make my living at this. This may be a bad comparison, but I'm not sure. I take in so much news and and talk radio and analysis and, and the rest of it that often when I'm listening to the radio, I'll listen to sports talk because I do like I like my sports. Um, and I really, really enjoy the the shows and the the people and the experts who analyze the strengths and weaknesses of my team and it's just not boosterism it's what's happening it helps me understand the game that i like i you know i have a feeling we provide that to some extent whether that's the best career choice or not i don't know <clears throat> I enjoy it. But even in your own individual life i'm thinking why wouldn't you if you believe uh if you believe that, well, this is my belief. I, I believe that Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders' view of America is the death of America. I believe it's, it's, so, it's so close to socialism and so expensive it will ruin us as a country. If I believe that, and I do, why wouldn't I overlook anything Donald Trump does and, and lie about anything to help him get elected? Or at least be really selective. Well, yeah. Even more selective than we are. But why wouldn't you? How is that not even morally the smart thing to do? If you are a patriot, you care about the country, you want that to be a good country for your kid, why wouldn't you do that? I'm not sure I understand the uh, the other side of it anymore. Oh, And the reverse. Oh, right. And if you're on the other side. Are you talking about as a citizen or us specifically doing this radio as show? As a citizen. Oh, no, I, get, I see your point completely. And us, level. and everybody. Politicians, journalists, and in your own individual lives. It's absolutely a defensible thing to do. Why wouldn't you? I don't understand the argument against. I, I may have gone, done a complete 180 on this. Mm. This is so much like when you spent a week on the air decrying television and then literally at the end of that week went out and bought the biggest TV I'd ever seen in my life at that time. Um. <laughs> I'm not sure I can do it. I'm not sure I'm built to be able to do that. But I'm not sure, it just, you know, like this is a college class arguing about it, I don't know how you make the argument for, no, I'm going to be honest all the time and call them as I see them and, 
and 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 call out my side when they're wrong. I understand how that you end up with a better society that way. Yeah, I certainly do. But if if this is the way the game is currently played, I'm going to ignore anything my side does wrong. I'm going to exaggerate stuff the other side does wrong because I believe long term. Judges, tax policy, direction of America, etc. Your kid's future. My kid's future. This side is better for for, for the world. I, I don't. I don't understand. Well, Sean, Sean, Sean Hannity and Rachel Maddow might be the greatest patriots in America, from their point of view. Well, from the point of view of of making an argument, well, trying they, to win an argument, right? Yeah. An important argument. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. I have no problem with that point of view. I get it. It's like uh, Trump annoys me every single day in in a dozen different ways, and I'm so glad he's in the White House just because of the the policy and the you know and the judges. You know, it's funny. Well, I wish I could get a different version of that, but oh, that's yeah, not the too, way it works. No, no, no. I, well, that's what I was trying to say during the primaries when I was trying to convince people. Yes, those policies, not that guy though. But, you know, I get why they supported him, and, and it's, a, it's a hell of an interesting ride. Uh, but, yeah, I hear you. Text line or email, because I'd be interested in a follow-up on this, what the argument is for uh, for honesty. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird when you say it that way, yeah, isn't it? It does. It, it, it yeah. didn't sound good when it came out of my mouth that way. Might want to rewrite that. Well, I tell you what. They're, it's an ends justifies the means thing. It's that classic argument, right? Yeah, in a way. In a way. Although... The the time to criticize the guy uh, next to you in the foxhole is not in battle. Um, the 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 time to have a disagreement with your quarterback is not as you're walking up to the line of scrimmage. If you're in the midst of a contest, unity and, and power, the power of your arguments, and not calling out your own arguments, that's just smart because you're in a contest. All right. I'm, look look at Adam Schiff. I think he has done and said, I'll, I'll use both sides. I think Adam Schiff has done and said a, lo- a number of things that he knows are wrong. Oh, to try to please. help get Unless Trump he's booted out of office. Ill. But why wouldn't he if he believes, you know, the direction of the country would be much better served going the other direction? Same with Jim Jordan or whoever else is on the right. Ignoring certain things, making your argument, because I honestly believe it's better for my kids, my family, for this country, for the freedom of the world, to go this direction. So why wouldn't you do that? Well, I think being an honorable person is is its own reward. Of course, you know, political pros would consider me hopelessly naive. But, you know, my heroes are all people of honor. Although, you know, Abe Lincoln, for instance, um... He, uh, one of his earliest uh, notable political uh, activities was in the Illinois legislature when he was uh, pushing, I think he was pro-Illinois building a system of canals. And there was a huge debate at the time as to whether the government should be involved in anything like that. This is way, way, way before, um, you know, the government is clearly involved in or responsible for infrastructure. And he engaged in skullduggery and dishonesty and character assassination and and everything short of bribery and murder, although there was kind of bribery um, in that incident, old honest Abe, just because he, he thought that was really important for the state. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. Ben Franklin got with hoes. Many of our founding uh, generation had their flaws. And yes, I know Lincoln was on the founding generation. Text uh, lines a humming, 415-295-KFTC, I'm sure.
As a lawyer, Tim, Tim the lawyer, uh, once said, did Jefferson give his life at Shiloh for this? <laughs> Which is only fun if you're into hi- history at all. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Another day of impeachment. They're in a long break, I guess, or TV got bored and stopped covering it. I don't know, but uh, any highlights we'll bring to you. And also the debate last night, nothing happened. Uh, (laughs) Well, nothing happened that's going to move the the numbers at all, which is weird to me. But um, uh, we got a couple of texts. Oh, we got first this one. If air doesn't squeeze out your eyeball when you blow too hard, your eyeballs are seated too tight. <laughs> I don't know if that was from a yeah, mechanic lo- or loosen them up a notch. Just half turn to the left. Also got this text. Ukraine is the single largest donor to the Clinton Foundation. Coincidence? Everything will come out. Joe Getty cannot protect the Clintons forever. Hashtag we know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Good what, luck. I don't know what that was. Go get them. Uh Oh, on the Joe Biden's Joe Biden sent out an email before the debate saying, "Leaving the debate, hope I made you proud tonight," which is such an old man move to send out the pre-written email accidentally hit send two hours before the debate starts. I, I assume he has people that do yeah, that. I but, doubt he hits send. But it was. On, I apologize for that. He just. We got this text. Joe sent the email early as he thought it would take a couple of days to arrive. He's old, you know, and he doesn't realize the difference between email and snail That's unfair. <laughs> oh, hilarious. That's unfair. God, we got a ton of texts about my uh, the, 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 the philosophy of being honest politically, or do you just booster your side to try to get the big things accomplished? The judges, the policies, the whatever. Well, we also got these texts. Hey, guys, whenever I blow my nose, air comes out of my eyes, too. Glad I'm not the only one. Hmm. So but I blew it too uh, hard, and now my eardrum hurts. Is had, that a bad thing? I've or? had that happen before. It gets better eventually. But, huh? but no air out your eyes. See, you probably don't have that uh, escape valve with your eyes because they're seated too tight. Again, half a turn to the left. And there's no way for the air to get out. Now, right. my eyes still make that really loud squeaking noise when I rub them, Ooh. which drives my wife crazy. Can you pop them out of your skull like some people oh, do? I've Give never it a tried. Try. But, like, if, if, if it's try in a, as hard as you can. If I'm in a quiet room and I, like, rub my eyes, they go, got to throw some lube on there. <laughs> something like that. It does seem like they need to be oiled up or something. Uh, so I'll jump on that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I've lost my will to live, so. So, uh, I just, I like ideas. You know, I I like politics and governance. And so I see this list of clips from the debate, and I just, I find it kind of interesting, just the different ideas people have, and some are impressive, some are idiots, some are not impressive at all and need to get off the stage. You know, Cory Booker made the argument from the get-go He's one of that last group, by the way. He needs to get off the stage. He he had his best debate, I thought, and a number of analysts thought. Uh, you know, it's like being the smartest horse. But um, he uh, he said we can't just keep talking about redistributing wealth. We need to talk about growing the pie. You know, and he, yeah. he emphasized that a couple of times. Good man. Okay, yeah. I appreciate that. 
Hey, do we have the Because utterly... he wants to be on the Buttigieg ticket is the oh. reason, I think. <laughs> I, a couple road scholars on the same ticket, I think there's some appeal to that amongst uh, certain left circles. They're super smart guys. Yeah. Do we have the inexplicable and idiotic uh, griping at each other from Kamala Harris and, and Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah, there's four minutes of my life I'll never get back. What? what, what hey, Val, why? Why don't, why don't what? you two take your combined 3% backstage and argue about this? <laughs> I think that um, it, it's unfortunate that we have someone on the stage who is attempting to be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States, who during the Obama administration spent four years full-time on Fox News criticizing President Obama. That's who ridiculous. Had spent full-time, That's who ridiculous. had spent full-time... <laughs> Criticizing people on this stage as affiliated with the Democratic Party. When Donald Trump was elected, not even sworn in, buddied up to Steve Bannon to get a meeting with Donald Trump in the Trump Tower. Senator Harris is doing is unfortunately continuing to traffic in lies and smears and innuendos because she cannot challenge the substance of the argument okay. that I'm making, the well, leadership and the change that I'm well, so we'll take your calls. When Kamala started in on that, it was early in the debate when she started in, well, we've got a candidate on this stage, and I thought, okay, here we go. Going to take on one of the front runners. You're taking on Tulsi Gabbard to do what? If she drops out of the race tomorrow, it's changed your life not a bit. So what is that? Listen, I, I don't want to traffic in a stereotype unnecessarily, but it's a couple of women who don't like each other and will not let the argument go. <laughs> what stereotype is that? <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. God. Marshall's News is next. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Actually, going to go through a lot of these texts and some of your comments on my uh, my philosophy discussion. If it makes more sense to just try to be honest about all this stuff, or if it makes more sense, if you're actually more of a patriot or care more about what happens for your kids, if you just phony it up and fight for your side, ignore things that are inconvenient, promote things that are convenient on both sides, and fight the battle. I don't know which is right. I think if you can preserve credibility, your your point of view is taken more seriously by more people, but I'm not sure it's worth the compromise. I sure I feel like I see both sides regularly win arguments with crap. Yes, and they have won. Absolutely true. And at that point, you've won and you've got this legislation passed or this whatever you're trying to do. When crap sells, sell crap. Right. News now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Testifying on the Hill today, Fiona Hill is a former official with the National Security Council accusing Rudy Giuliani of spreading false narratives in Ukraine, prompting the recall of the U.S.-Ukraine ambassador. Hill went to John Bolton and asked if there wasn't anything they could do about it. And Ambassador Bolton had looked pained, um, basically uh, indicated with body language that there was nothing much that we could do about it. And he then, in the course of that discussion, said that Rudy Giuliani was a hand grenade that was going to blow everyone up. Did you understand what he meant by that? I did, actually. What did he mean? Well, I think he, he meant that, obviously, what Mr. Giuliani was saying was pretty explosive in any case. Um, he was frequently on television making quite incendiary remarks about um, everyone um, involved in this. 
and that he was clearly pushing forward issues and ideas that would uh, you know, probably come back to haunt us. And in fact, I think that that's where we are today. Now, here's some honesty for you, since I haven't uh, changed my philosophy yet. There are two people that didn't think Rudy Giuliani was a hand grenade that was going to blow everything up. <laughs> Trump and Rudy. Mm. <laughs> I guarantee you, everybody else thought this is not going to end well. Right. right. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. You know, he. you might end up in prison, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shot back. I yeah, you. no kidding. But oh. you know, Pompeo thought that. Bolton thought that. Zelensky probably thought, this is not going to go well. Yeah, what is happening <laughs> right here? Why is this person saying these things? <laughs> right. Speaking uh, of jail... Israel's Attorney General is indicting Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on charges of bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. High crimes and misdemeanors. Netanyahu previously has denied any wrongdoing, adding he's the victim of a political witch hunt by the media and the left. Sounds familiar. Uh, and meanwhile, the other dude, Benny Gantz, had gotten a month to put together a right. government. He failed at that, so yep. they might be looking at a third election in a year or whatever it is, and they just can't get their government together. They're saying there's 21 days in which any member of parliament can become prime minister? Oh, Whoa. yes. Oh, my. Anyway, last night we had the Democratic candidates on stage in Atlanta, and while they did at times kind of go after each other, notably low-polling Representative Tulsi Gabbard and Senator Kamala Harris, nobody took a major swing at the candidate who's 10 points ahead in Iowa and New Hampshire, Mayor Pete, who managed to head off any concerns about his lack of Washington experience. I know that from the perspective of Washington, what goes on in my city might look small, but frankly, where we live... The infighting on Capitol Hill is what looks small. The usual way of doing business in Washington is what looks small. And I believe we need to send somebody in who has a different kind of experience. The experience on the ground, solving problems, working side by side with neighbors on some of the toughest issues that come up in government. So this would be a good time to play this, I think. We haven't yet today. It's the first time I've ever seen Mayor Pete get a little uh, riled up, and I wondered if he had that gear, which he's going to need. He is clearly the front runner, um, to up ten points in Iowa and yep. New Hampshire, and and nobody attempted to take him down last night. But here's that idiot, that weirdo, crazy person, Tulsi Gabbard, <laughs> trying to get under Pete's skin. I think the most recent example of your inexperience in national security and foreign policy came from your recent careless statement about how you as president be willing to send our troops to Mexico to fight the cartels. I know that it's par for the course in Washington to take remarks out of context, but that is outlandish even by the standards of today's politics. Are are you saying that you didn't say that? I was talking about U.S.-Mexico cooperation. We've been doing security cooperation with Mexico for years with law enforcement cooperation and a military relationship that could continue to be developed with training relationships, for example. Do you seriously think anybody on this stage is proposing invading Mexico? That, that's not I'm what talking I said. About that's not what I said. Up, I'm talking about building up alliances. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever seen him get a little angry and yeah. fight back, and I just, I'd just i never seen him do that before. He should have thrown in a little, why are you even on the stage still? <laughs> it's because you're hot. I'm a gay man, and I get it, but it's time you go. Even by Washington, D.C. standards, that's crazy. <laughs> we do have a Hunter Biden update. 
Oh, where's my Where's Hunter hat? I forgot to wear it today. Uh, yeah. in the office. Where's Damn. Hunter? Where's I'm, Hunter? I'm Where? wearing my Where's Jack's Where's Hunter hat. <laughs> Hunter, you're a loser. A DNA test has confirmed the son of former Vice President Joe Biden is the father of a baby in Arkansas. That'll make his life easier. Hunter Biden had denied being the dad, but is now not expected to challenge the results. How does his new wife feel about that? Well, we don't know about that. He married another woman this past May. Instagram model? Newer for 10 days? Yeah. And the other woman in the, the past May, and that's the same month the baby's mother filed for paternity and support. Jack, he, when it's right, you know it. If, if Biden got elected president, uh, Hunter Biden would be an interesting sideshow. He'd be like a... Uh, Billy Carter or uh, Roger Clinton, various other characters (laughs) through history. Headline from the Washington Examiner just came out. Hunter Biden-linked company received $130 million in special federal loans while uh, old Joe was vice president. Lovely. Well, he asked Dad, hey, Dad, what form do I need, huh? That's probably all the help he got. Sure. We got new research indicating that omega-3 fish oil can help children with attention deficit disorder. Hmm. Scientists in London and Taiwan found that fish oil supplements can improve the attention of the kids with ADHD. The researchers found that children with omega-3 deficiencies are more likely to have severe ADHD. So they are now using the fish oil to uh, treat them. And apparently it's working. You know, I had I was taking fish oil for a while, and then I think a cardiologist recommended switching to flaxseed oil for some reason. But um, and all those cats following you home. <laughs> well, that was part of it. Um, but uh, could it be that the old uh, the old uh, cod's liver oil that kids had oh, to yeah. take a spoonful of, right from the our gang? Right, and I mean, Spanky and Alfalfa Roy's complaining about having to take Todd's liver oil, and it tasted terrible, and the kids would cringe and yeah. everything. Could it be that they're just really ahead of their time? The, the doctors of the day, of course, they were on TV endorsing various <laughs> brands of cigarettes. So. Right here, these are fresh and mild. Yeah, but obviously it does you some good. That's your news. What about the nutritious trout? Right, trout oil. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> When you when you blow your nose, you're blowing air up your nasolacrimal duct. Yep. It's what your tears drain through when you cry, and thus makes your nose run. Pinch further up the nose, and that should stop the air leaking out of your eyeballs when you blow your nose, if you have that problem. Um, now, these the, the ducts, they do what now? It's where your tears come out of? Yeah, so that's kind of the connection. And well, Why does that got to connect to your nose? I mean, it's unqu- there is unquestionably a nose-eye connection when it comes to crying. When your knee bone's connected to your leg bone. Granted. Uh, Jack, my husband has loud eyes, too. He's woken me up in the middle of the night just by rubbing his eyes. Great, Scott. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. squeaky. Oh, my yeah, eyes you know, are loud. In the Middle Ages, you'd have been put to death, and frankly, it was a better time. And when I do it, my wife doesn't just say, oh, I can hear that or anything. She goes, ah! Oh, my God! Was that your eye? Uh, That's the way she reacts. I think little dude, my youngest, would have that just to have a conniption fit. She got the misophonia. Yeah, it's a terrible uh, sound, I'll tell yeah. you what. Wow, that's freakish. Are you really suggesting anybody on the stage is advocating invading Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good takedown. Yeah. Well, Showed his skills. And Tulsi Gabbard has really embraced the whole white outfit, hasn't she? Since she oh. wore it the first debate, got all the searches, she only wears her white outfit. Right. That's her brand. Right? What do you suppose she's going to try to be? I wonder if Liz and Bernie 
or somebody, maybe Biden, because Biden's in the so-called moderate lane. I wonder if Biden said, look, you don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, do me a favor, would you? Try to kneecap uh, old Pete over there, would you? Come out strong. Say he's sending troops to Mexico or something. Go after him. I'll see what I can do for you. Look what I did for my kid. He was making millions of dollars in an industry he knew nothing about. Pete punched back her pretty hard for her meeting with uh, Bashar al-Assad, too. Mm. Which I thought was pretty good. Just kept punching and punching and punching. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, suppose we should play that clip again if you haven't heard it. I hope it's one of, the, it. one of the strangest things any candidate's ever said coming out of Joe Biden's mouth. We'll play that for you next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that rarely ever occurs. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. It will be a big... No, I really mean it. It, it it. It's a gigantic issue. Credit to fellow Senator Bernie Sanders, who just looked down at his podium, just kept his head down. He didn't he didn't smile or roll his eyes at Joe Biden's exhorting us to punch domestic violence over and over again. <laughs> it's just hard to imagine a well uh, some texter uh texted I, I I feel like the Biden family dynasty ends at Joe. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, also, this text is the eyeballs blowing your nose thing continues to be a story. Uh, blowing blowing <laughs> your nose disturbing. and air coming out your eyes, which is a thing, or plugging your ears or whatever. Hadn't seen this. My mom used to have us pull our upper eyelid down over our lower, pinch our nose tight, and apply air pressure to help remove dust that got in our eyes. <laughs> like It's like one of those uh, spray can things that you clean out a computer with. I've not heard that and, one and, before. And the, the, the huffers huff on it? I've heard the lifting the eyelid kind of down to help be like an eye broom of sorts to get the... I do that, I think. I'm skeptical of the whole getting some airflow going yeah, via your nasal know. passages. I don't know about that part. Now, don't pull your eyelid too too low, no. like down to your chin or anything, because then you'll stretch it out. Then you have the saggy eyes. Nobody, Nobody wants that. On Marshall's story about the cure-all that is fish oil. Right. Snake oil, you say. I mean, fish oil, you say. <laughs> fixes everything. Ah, come on now. It's a decent point. That's not a good point at all. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible, but I would love to see in schools, if you doubled the amount of free play and or exercise time, what that would do to elementary school rates of ADHD. Oh, please. That's absolutely true. We've been howling about that for years. It's a great point. Stop making little boys act like little girls. They're both exactly the way God made them. Let them be themselves. Education, the world of education makes me insane. Oh, speaking of health, uh, the San Francisco Giants baseball team, and by the way, I've watched a a lot of their, uh, their games. Their players are no more giant than anybody else. (laughs) Regular size. They're about average. Misleading. Yeah. I've tried to sue. But so they they had their Hall of Fame manager, Bruce Bochy, uh, retire at the end of last season, and they've uh, hired this bloke by the name of Gabe Kapler, which is, you know, frighteningly close to the star of Welcome Back, Cotter, in the 1970s. 
<laughs> the great Gabe Kaplan. You know, he's recently making a return to stand-up comedy. Gabe and, Kaplan? Yeah. And How old is he? Uh, he's getting Biden up there. Age. But he was, he was inspired because he went to some sort of legacy Vegas show where they had impersonators do stuff. And I, unbeknownst to him, there was an impersonator of him on that show. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, this guy's making more money than I am. I got to get back on the stage. He was a good stand-up comic. That's how he got the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this, I had not intended to talk about uh, Gabe Kaplan. Minor stand-up stars of the seventies. Yeah, but oh, good. There we go. <laughs> Are you ready to soft rock? Welcome back. We're actually not talking about the show that brought us. Vinny Barbarino. Yes. John Travolta. Yes. Launching pad. Getting his adductors rubbed in a health spa near you right now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this guy, uh, Gabe Kapler, who's the new Giants manager, is a like, super fitness freak. Health, nutrition, fitness. He used to make money posing shirtless for various uh, you know publications and whatever. Stud. And... Wow. He's been posting to a blog or, or Twitter. Yeah, he's got a health and well-being blog or had for a long time, caplifestyle.com, which included all sorts of interesting things, including he began one post in August 2015 with the words, if you want to be your strongest, get some sun on your boys. And by boys, I mean your testicles. Really? He went on to explain that fully clothed baseball players didn't get enough vitamin D from the sun. That limits testosterone production. But he offered an all-too-specific suggestion on how to fix this, according to the San Francisco Chironicle. Sunburn your scrotum? But through being in the sun in our most natural form, sounds clothing. Revealing your balls to nature will be freeing, and it might just help you be your strongest and fastest. Okay. And then he cited a 1939 study, oh, that's some good <laughs> science, that exposed men to UV radiation over five days. According to this post, the study found testosterone levels increased by 120% when UV radiation was aimed at the chest, 120%, and more than 200% when the genitals were exposed. He's a weirdo. So is this uh, is he in trouble now? Has he already been hired, or is this a... What, for, for naked sunbathing? <laughs> it comes off as a bit of a nut here. He's, he's quirky. But no, he's not in, in trouble. Gabe Kapler, up his nose with a rubber hose. Studly fellow, though. That was a joke for Joe Biden's crowd. Bit of a fake baker back in the day. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. Wow. Final thoughts with A.N.G. Yeah! Here's your host, the good gentleman from Illinois, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, starting with, uh, there he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael? Well, I can't make my eyes squeak, but I can flip my left eyelid upside, uh, inside oh, out hey. on command. Yeah, some people can do that. You can do it without your hands? Or? Yep. You yeah. No way. Watch. Watch. I don't want to oh, see no, it. Oh, no. He's squinting his eyes Jeez. like he's Joe Biden. Oh, can't remember yeah. a word. <laughs> he Look. did it. Positive oh. Trump, our producer. Final thought? Yes, after uh, hours, what was it, 15 and 16 of the uh, of the Democratic debates, I'm thrilled to announce that there is not another one for an entire month. Yes. <laughs> Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Got to tell you, it's been eight years since I quit smoking. Today is the great American smoke out. It is the day to try and get you to quit smoking. What you do is you come up with a plan. You don't have to have, you don't have to quit today. But use a plan to quit. Doing so is a process. When I quit, I just puffed, didn't inhale for a year, got nicotine through my gums. Then my doctor prescribed Wellbutrin. That's used to treat smoking, and it worked. Okay. 
You're a lifetime smoker, and you've quit for how long now? Eight years. That's impressive. Fabulous. Yep. Jack, final thought? I ain't got one. My brain was erased by taking in all the impeachment and debatage last night. Very uh, sad. I've ruined my brain. Very sad. I'm uh, not going to be here tomorrow or Thanksgiving week because I am getting sawed on tomorrow. Uh, getting my new uh, hip put in. So, and yeah, I know. I'm young. I'm youthful. I'm sexy still. People say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, that I can tell you. <laughs> but keep me in your, your thoughts and prayers and wishes if you'd be so kind. And I'll be hobbling back to the microphone before long. How long do you expect to be out? Oh, just Thanksgiving week. You're going to eat Thanksgiving dinner all hopped up on painkillers? Oh, yeah. That could go. Oh, that could be exciting. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say what needs to be said and should have been said a long time ago. Oh, boy. Huh? Wow. The airing of the grievances. Boy, a, guy, a guy could eat a lot if he's on hardcore painkillers that will take away any discomfort. You could really put down a lot of food. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Thank, thank. What? Right, Got to get a new tongue put in, huh? Uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have our uh, new swag in the stores, shirts, punch violence in the face, and, and my new Latin phrase. You can email us. All sorts of podcasts. I'll be here with the whole gang. Both my hips work. My brain's not so good. See you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. Armstrong and Getty.